Welcome to the Theater People Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Hines. You guys, today's guest, Laura Benanti, needs no introduction, right? This is her fourth appearance on Theater People. I'm obsessed with her. You're obsessed with her. You guys were all obsessed with her. This interview was recorded live on the main stage at BroadwayCon 2018 in front of an audience of 2,500 people. Laura came out in a Phantom of the Opera mask and cape. Shenanigans ensued. At one point, I spilled a bottle of water and just left it on the stage. And Laura, probably tired of almost slipping in it, attempted to clean it up, much to the horror of my husband in the audience. At another point, a super adorable young man named Xander, dressed head to toe as Usnavi from In the Heights, came to the foot of the stage and he and Laura had an adorable little back and forth. Laura is truly one of the most amazing humans I know. I couldn't believe she said yes to this interview and then made time to do it. I'm in love with her. We're lavender married. Tickets for BroadwayCon 2019 are now on sale and can be purchased at BroadwayCon.com. Okay, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Broadway Con stage. He's the host of the Theater People podcast and Broadway Backstory, Patrick Hines. I think this is going to be Laura's good side. You guys, I have no business being up here on the main stage doing what I'm about to do. I'm not going to waste any time. One-time Tony winner, five-time Tony nominee, star of the Spring Pit Spectacular, ladies and gentlemen, Laura Benanti. Spectacular joke. I bombed it. Oh, the show you? itself was the joke. I feel like you have one weekend off every year. Are we not addressing this? Are <laughs> oh. we just letting this slide? Are we going to tell them what happened to your face? Oh, uh, yeah. No, no, guys, it's not a thing. She's fine. Everything's fine. No, I'm fine. There she is. <laughs> Hi, guys. How are Hi, you? Girl. I'm going to take the cape off, too. Yeah. All right, great. Hi. Here we are. I want to take a picture of everybody. Oh my god, hey, let's you guys, take a selfie with everybody. Look your hottest for Laura Bonanza. Everybody, please. do we get in here? Wait, oh me? Yeah. How do I do it? You just how okay, do ready? you do it? It's a photo. What are you? <laughs> Alright, ready? Uh, yeah. We're gonna try to get everybody in. Hi guys. Oh All right, my god. Great. This is insane. I can't believe this is happening. Really? Well, you know, every time I see you, every yeah. time I talk to you, I'm yeah. like act normal for five minutes. Why are we so far away? Should we go up yeah. closer? Yeah. Hi, that's do you want better, water? right? Yeah. Why are I'm going to so go through your away? phone. Oh, that's fine. That Thank okay? you. Yeah, yeah, um, Every time you talk to me, what happens? You know how, like, every time I see you, yeah. we'll talk like normal for five seconds, yeah. and my gay brain goes off, and I'm right. like, it's not <laughs> And you're like, can you please just not today? My ears hurt. No, I never say that. I know. That's true. Okay. But I was going to say, I feel like you have one weekend off a year, and then it happens to be this weekend, and all your friends are like, can you come to my thing at BroadwayCon? No, I've never been able to come to BroadwayCon, so I'm so excited. What is it? Okay, so you're like a re- you're like a recognizable famous person in real life, but at BroadwayCon, you're like <laughs> Lady Gaga level famous? What? What is it like to like walk around and have to like have 15 people around you? But I don't. Actually, I was like disturbed by how few people seemed like they cared that I was here. It's you guys. Yeah. So let me tell you again. I walked in like, and everyone was like, no, thank you. And I was like, okay. Okay. Um, okay. I actually wrote, I, I like. Do you some, wrote questions like a professional? I wrote I'm so proud questions. of you. Did you see my tweet this morning? At 3 a.m. I was no. awake. So I woke Ooh. up at 3 a.m. this morning. Okay. You and my kid. I know. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, I need to, like, find out what you've been up to for the last year. Well, number Not one, much. the world's gone to hell. It's, it's really scary out there. But it's great for you. I guess so. <laughs> 
I guess so. So if anybody doesn't know, Laura Benanti plays Melania Trump on I Colbert. I do. I'm sorry. How did I that apologize. happen? How did it happen? I was on Steven's show to promote She Loves Me. And uh-huh. they, he, thank you. you guys heard, you've heard of it? You've heard of it? I wrote it. Yeah. Um... And She's like, I'll do the jokes. Just don't. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. <laughs> You'll do. You do them too. We both do them. Um, and he pointed out my like physical resemblance to her, which I don't really see. But um, he he put up a photo of us side by side, and then I sort of did her like vacant pout, and um, <laughs> and then I thought nothing of it. It was just like a tiny, you know, it was like a bit. And then after the Republican National Convention, when she like famously plagiarized Michelle Obama's speech, they called oh me. Oh, my God. I know, right? It's they, like, what? I actually feel bad for her, because yeah. obviously she didn't write it. Of Some course. idiot was like, just say this. And she was like, <laughs> okay. And then, like... The- and then the world like rained down a firestorm on her. Well, they and online like, bullied the person who was like my whole camp, my whole like platform was going to be to I end know. online bullying. Also, can we talk about the irony of her ending bullying? I just cannot. It's with so it, you funny guys. to me. I'm like, here's your platform. Go into his bedroom because you know they don't share a bed. <laughs> she didn't even live in the house. No. The first time Go again. into his bedroom and take his phone away. Right. End of platform. <laughs> Solved. Do you know what I actually, I've been thinking, so I did the LGBT panel today. There's some gay people here. I don't know if you know no, that. There's like I one didn't. or two of them. Okay. I was like, we were talking about Trump and I was like, oh God, what if there's like a Broadway fan? I actually Trump was just thinking that. I know. I mean, I'm sure it exists. Here's the thing. So I have family members who are Trump supporters. I, there are people that I really genuinely love who are Trump supporters and, and not to like bring it down and, and get all serious, but I do think the proliferation of like, you know, Fox News and Breitbart and these news sites that if that's the only thing you watch or read are actually very compelling. Like if I thought that right, Hillary yeah. Clinton ran a child pornography ring out of a pizza place, <laughs> I wouldn't vote for her either. Right. So, and the fact that we have a pathological liar as our president oh is truly astonishing. And as a mom, it really freaks me out because all of the things we tell our kids not to do, he does. And so you you can say like, well, don't lie, don't bully, don't be mean, don't do all these things. And your kids can literally look at you and be like, but the president does it. And that's what is so terrifying to me. Beyond nuclear warfare. Yeah, yeah there's that too. <laughs> like, Are you ready for that? Like that? Good night, everybody. <laughs> no. I'm already anticipating that like, at Laura Benanti, stick to acting. I know. Does that and I'll happen? be like, okay. <laughs> Um, speaking of acting, Meteor yeah. Shower. Yeah. So. Thanks. On a scale from zero to Mandy Patinkin, how crazy is Steve Martin? He's, he is like. Sorry, was, Mandy, if you're here, I love no, you. No, 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 he's the best. Um, oh, I have a funny story about him. So he, <laughs> That's like how it always goes. So he and Patty Lapone are really good friends. And I met him over and over again. And every time I met him, he'd be like, nice to meet you. And the 10th time he said that, Patty Lapone goes, if you say nice to meet you one more time, I'm going to set your balls on fire. <laughs> She's like, you met her 10 times. Anyway. And every time you dutifully pretend that you're meeting Every her time, the first I was time. like, it is an honor to meet you, sir. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Prepare to die. Um, so uh, on a scale of zero to Manny Patinkin, he's like 
He's like Tom Hanks. Like he's oh yeah, God. he's like Whoa. super normal. That is an endorsement if I've ever heard. Yeah, no, him. he's very very um engaging. He's a true renaissance man. I mean, he's a musician, he's an artist, he's a writer, he's a comedian, he's a serious actor. He's you know, an author, he's a playwright, he's so many things. He's incredibly bright. Um, really generous. He can't hear very well. Oh, no. Yeah, he has, um, I'm not sure what it's from, but so the first few times I was so nervous to be around him that all of my jokes were like under my breath and I was like, oh, I'm being so, and he didn't respond and I was like, oh my God, he hates me. And then, <laughs> and then finally Amy was like, he can't hear you. Like, if you want to make a joke, you have to say it loud. Oh my God. Ugh. You know, he wrote Bright Star. Yeah. I'm not an idiot. I know. <laughs> Laura, I don't know if you, you know, know the sky is blue and there's clouds in it. I know. And it rains sometimes. Yeah. Bright Star. I love Bright Star yeah, so too. much. And I would like, I love Steve Martin. Yeah. Like, he's such a prolific playwright and he is. now musical book writer. Yeah. Amazing. I take it all back, Steve. Yeah, no, um, amazing. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, Amy Schumer. Oh, the best. Yeah. She's the best. She, you know, I know for whatever reason, a lot of people were tweeting like, oh, you're ruining Broadway, Amy Schumer. And I'm like, why don't people, why do some why people, do people not, not like, like her? Amy Schumer. She's, she's so generous. She's so funny. She's really, really smart. She was incredible to me. And that doesn't always happen. A lot of times, like, women and comedians they can be a little rough to each other and from the minute I met her she was just cool I really like her so Ugh. much and she's incredibly fast she makes me look like a moron no way oh yeah no she is so so fast I couldn't catch up it's like she microwaves a joke it's <laughs> where I'm like how did you do that it's incredible I feel bad for you guys over here I'm gonna turn to you oh you're watching a thing hi Wait. guys look at these people over is, here is my hi, back everyone. to you Wait, what happens? Oh, Look maybe at that's the... why we're supposed to be back more. <laughs> oh, is that why we're supposed to be back Can more? Can you guys see us? Okay. Oh. Okay, we're good. Does, do you guys care? Okay. With like the one person's going to be All like, right. yeah, move back, Bonanza. Well, here, wait. Um, uh, that did nothing. <laughs> okay. Can we talk about one more person in that cast who I'm obsessed with? Sure. Jeremy Sheamus. He's the best. Do it's, you guys know Jeremy Sheamus? It's Sheamus. Is it Sheamus? Sheamus like famous. Oh, and is he... Yeah, not, well, not really. But he's like he's so good. He's like a hundred time Tony nominee. Like I remember him from yeah. Clybourne Park, which yeah. is like my probably my favorite play of all time. Sure. And I, well, how is he? Like you know, I was thinking that he's you great. two are these like Broadway stars, professionals. You've been doing this forever, yeah. and then you're working with these two like you know big TV movie yeah. personalities that yeah. have never done the HO a week thing. Do you, they have though? Have they? Keegan did Hamlet, and and um, Amy actually comes from theater. She studied theater in college, and she actually started a theater company um, in New York. So she, she comes did? from the theater. Yeah, she wow. comes from the theater, and she she loves theater. I mean, she like one day I was like, "What are you watching?" And she was like, "You is Maria and the Sound of Music." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Amy, you're such a nerd. Um, Where was she watching it? On her phone. Like uh, a boot during line. tech. Hilarious. Yeah. I was like, all of a sudden I heard my voice and I was like, is that an angel? <laughs> and, then I, and then I realized it was me. Um, that's all the questions I have. Thank right, you for bye. coming. Um, is this going to the radio? Also? Or yeah, no? yeah, yeah. We're going to play on, on the podcast. Oh, you're going to play it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to cool. do it. People are the like... The radio. I know. Are you going to spin this record? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to ask you about But next? I don't remember. Can we talk about your daughter? Yes, let's talk about my kid. Or is a mom now? You guys, wow. First so, of all, I'm exhausted. <laughs> She's in this phase where she will not nap. She just sits in her crib and goes, ah, 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 ah. Like she's vocalizing. And now she started going. <laughs> where I'm like, yeah, you got to warm it down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but she's hilarious. She's 11 months old. She runs. She catches a ball. Like she's crazy. She's a lunatic. Today we took her to um, brunch and there was jazz playing. Oh, my and she God. just started going. 
<laughs> All the jazz musicians were like in love with her. They How gave her their she, CD. When did she start walking? She started walking at 10 months. She started crawling at six months and walking at 10 months. Daisy did not walk until she was 16 months. I thought you were going to say 16. So she was 16. I was like, that's a problem. <laughs> um, no, Ella is, she's, uh, my friends joke that she's, she's a single mom. She's 37. She's a CEO at a company. Like my, today, my, I was complaining. I was like, Ella won't nap. And she's like, she didn't make partner by napping. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's, she's the most serious baby. She's so funny. Is she serious? She's serious in, about life, where I feel like she's just been here a million times. And uh-huh. she's like, yeah, let's get to the part where I run everything. <laughs> Yeah, her dad has like a like a real job, right? Yeah, her dad's a, he's because a civilian. Because it's implied that Laura Benanti doesn't have a real job. No. Well, no, I mean he he's a civilian. Yeah, 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 like a mortal, um, a mortal. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's really good. He's such an appreciator of the arts, but there's not any sense of like, you know, like yeah. weirdness. I wrote so I wrote these notes and then I looked them back over later and I had literally written the question: What is it like being married to a straight guy? <laughs> <laughs> I like I went out of my body Which and time? wrote that question. <laughs> Well, maybe like the, maybe the straight civilian. Okay, it's great. Yeah. I mean, he is. You know, occasionally you're is like. Is he neat? Yeah. Are you neat? Yeah. So that's yeah. Good. No, we have a we have like a fastidious home, but our child don't come to our house. Uh, no, I mean, once we had our kid, I was like, oh, well, it's just going to look like a garbage pile every day now. Um, but no, it's it's great. He, you know, men and women are. so... Oh, different. Yes. And I guess most of the men that I know are gay. Yes. So I, I, there are some times where I'm like, why don't you just understand my feelings? And he's like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I married a gay and it's not always I know, that I kind easy. of wish I could marry a gay. Yeah. Babe, yeah. I love you so much. I'm on stage with Laura Bonanza. Yeah. Hi, guys. He's like, this is garbage. Why would you call me out like this? You're like, I'd like to take this hard opportunity hard. to talk about my husband. Um, but like... So wait, can we talk about how your daughter wears a wig? <laughs> this child has wig. the most hair of any human I've ever seen. Have you guys seen pictures of Daisy? Oh my god, she's so gorgeous. She literally has like jasmine hair from right Aladdin, yes. and I think it's a wig. I don't believe that she's it's real. almost four, and we haven't. Been oh my to... god. Uh, okay, I, I'm by. I threw. Oh no. <laughs> wait, guys, we totally did, are there any paper thing. towels? Should I use my cape? No, we're okay. fine. All Just right. don't dance on it. All right, everybody be careful. We okay. were going to have Daisy go as you for Halloween last year. Do you remember I know. that? Yes, I do remember that. We were going to try to get the um we were going to try to get your she loves me costume made. You know, Steve has this my husband Steve has this like dream of dressing her as Fosca. Do you remember yes. when you did that video? No, I blacked out. Of course I remember. <laughs> what kind of a question is that? So, I don't know what Fosca is or who it is or what it comes from. I know I'm the worst gay. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know, I know. Oh, you guys, this young man. Has What's this... your name? Alexander. Alexander, how old are you? Eight. You're eight? What's your favorite show? Hamilton. I wasn't in that. You have to sit down. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was the incorrect answer. Hamilton. Okay, so what's your second favorite show? In the Heights. <laughs> we haven't learned our lesson yet, have we? What's the, your third favorite show? Come from a wet. <laughs> I'm kidding. Thank you for this. Here, can I shake your hand? Thank you so much. Oh, you're, you're so the sweet. Best. Thank you, nice love. Thank you, buddy. 
I really appreciate it. Are you cleaning this up? Sit down! No, I'm a mom. Oh my god! No, sit, sit, sit! We'll leave it. We'll leave it and then we'll do it later. I'm cleaning this up. I'm going to ask no, you no, on. No, no, just, just sit. Leave it there. Let it soak it up. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, honey. It was so nice to meet you. You're the best. So cute. You're so sweet. Thanks for being a good sport. Um. Yeah. Oh, we were talking about, well, we were talking about you being married to a straight guy. Yeah, we did that. We, we covered that. Oh, Fosca. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fosca. So, you guys know. Most of you. Okay. So, Passion. Stephen Sondheim's Passion. Oh, right, right, right. Right. And it was um, Donna Murphy. Mm-hmm. And it's the entire show is literally about a, like, a sickly, haggard woman who falls in love with a soldier and who's having an affair with Mary Maisie. And, well, not actually Mary Maisie, but the character that she plays. <laughs> and, because um, she's married. And then, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, she somehow, like, stalks him and manipulates him into falling in love with her. And then they make love and then she dies. Oh my God, that yeah, sounds that's the so show. fun. And in high school, I was like, yes. <laughs> that is love. That is love. But you did this amazing video where you like went to Times Square. Yeah, because I trick-or-treated as Fosca as a high school student. <laughs> so when I was in high school and all my friends were going to like bonfire parties with beer, dressed like slutty kittens, <laughs> I was dressed like Fosca from Stephen Sondheim's session, trick-or-treating with my mom. Yeah, Linda Bonanzi, ladies and gentlemen. Um, mom. There's a lady here that I met yesterday who saw your mom in Brigadoon. Stop. Yeah, she said she was coming to the panel. Wait, what? Oh, my Hi. gosh. So you saw my dad, too. Oh, my gosh. That's so crazy. That's amazing. I, <laughs> did she say I'm old? No, she said she's old. Oh, you're old. <laughs> We're all old. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, I was a little baby when they did that show. I was like a year old. Oh, my God. One of the things I love to know about you is that you were, like, a super serious kid. I was the most serious. How is that possible? Ella is the same way. Because, really? Mm-hmm, because I take, I took things very seriously. Like, I, I was born into a baby body that I was like, let's move it along. <laughs> I got things I, I got things I want to do. And Ella, and I really relate to Ella because she's the same way. She gets so frustrated that she can't communicate yet. She gets frustrated that I don't know what she needs. And, um... I was like that, where I was just like, I don't want to live in this small town where nobody cares about what I care about, because what I care about is, is Broadway, you yeah. know? And I wanted to be on Broadway so badly, so um, I hadn't yet learned to have a sense of humor about myself. How that did came you later. How did I, well, my mom has a sense of humor about herself. She Her, always Your mother, has. oh my God, she's, is, she's the funniest person. She genuinely is yeah. hysterically funny. And she sees the world that way. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we would be in a very serious situation. And I, as a child, would have to tell my mom to stop giggling. <laughs> I would be like, like you need to pull it together, Linda. <laughs> yeah, because she just finds the funny. Like, she'll just find the funny. And, you know, life is life. And we all go through difficult and trying times and and I had some particularly trying times with my neck and then just stuff and my mom was like you gotta look at what's funny about it and Linda yeah she she really brought out in me the part of me that looks for what's funny the the, the part of you that floats out of your own body you know Uh that you can see yourself from the outside the part of me that wrote what's it like to be married to a straight guy (laughs) yes exactly exactly (laughs) but it's so you know if you are so deeply entrenched in your own in what's going on with you and and you alone, it's really hard to um, to think anything is delightful or funny. So she sort of taught me to dissociate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a memory of being like, oh, I take things less seriously now? Yeah, 
Um, I th- every day I feel that way. Every day I'm like, oh, wow, I take things less seriously than I used to. Uh-huh. Um, and especially as a mom, you have to do that. Because if I allowed every tantrum to, like, end me, I would be dead. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to come back to your kid, but I have to get to this. I mean, I just have to talk about do it. it. So every single human being who is nominated for a Tony Award deserves to win. Yeah. You should have two Tony Awards. <laughs> like, everyone deserves to win. And nobody was better or less good or worse or whatever, but women on the verge of a nervous Aww. breakdown. I talk to you about it every five Thank minutes. Thank you. I, can we talk about it? Yeah, sorry about it. Um, I'm just going to ask you the same questions I always ask you. Great. Can you talk about getting drunk with Patty Lapone? Yes. But that was in um, Gypsy. Do you guys oh, know? That's it, right. Does everybody know the story already? Are we bored by it? No. Okay. Okay, so um, the first time I ever met Patty was the first day of rehearsal of Gypsy at City Center, and I was playing Gypsy Rose Lee, so I was on a crazy diet where I only ate, like, five almonds, and um, (laughs) it was not good, but so I hadn't eaten all day, and she was like, do you want to go get a drink? And I was like, yes, Patty Lapone, I do want to get a drink. And she started out by saying to the bartender, she was like, I'll have two double vodkas on the rocks. I was like... I will also have two double vodkas on the rocks and a loaf of bread. Um, and I only remember the first like 30 to 40 minutes because um, I'm not a big drinker and I hadn't eaten and, and I don't remember how I got home. Not safe. Nobody do that. That's especially young people. Don't do that. Um, I just remember I woke up in the shower with my clothes and my shoes on. Um, Water off though. Water on. Yeah. Water yeah, on. Yeah, I was in the shower with my clothes and shoes on. Yeah, and my then husband opened the shower door and was like, "What happened to you?" And I looked up at him and I said, "Patty Lapone." <laughs> oh my god! I, you know, Gypsy was such a was such a turning point. I don't know. What it, it was. Like, it was a turning, turning point. point. Yeah. Well, because I had so in Into the Woods, I broke my neck. And it was, like, before internet stuff. Do you guys not know that, that Laura broke her neck and Into the Woods? Yeah, so I broke my neck and Into the Woods doing a pratfall. And long story short, like, it became a whole thing where, like, the producers were saying that I didn't break my neck. And my doctor was like, "Mm, yes, she did. And, uh, but it was, like, we couldn't talk about it publicly. And it it was just a weird thing. Like, the post asked them why I was out. And they were like, we don't know, but we wish she'd show up for work. Meanwhile, I'm on, like, a collar. Like, (laughs) with my mom, like, bathing me. Um, so that was really hard for me. It was the first time in my life I ever felt like, oh, not everybody has your best interests at heart. Because uh-huh. I grew up in this tiny town where everybody was, like, rooting for me. Um, and so after that happened, I kind of lost my love for my first love, which is theater. It, it was it was just so physically painful and emotionally scarring. And so I took a step back, and I, and I didn't do another show for a while. I did some. I did like a bunch of TV stuff, and then the next thing I I did was the wedding singer. Um, so thanks. And you know, I didn't for, feel particularly proud of my performance in the wedding singer. I didn't feel like I was like necessarily right for that part, even though I maybe tried my best. You're, you know, not every role is your role. Yeah. They were so generous to cast me in it, and I did audition, and you know, it just ended up being like not the right fit. And so I was feeling bad about that, and. Um, so when Gypsy came along, and I auditioned for that as well, once that came along, I, and and I felt a sense of community again. Like I felt, I was able to talk about what happened to me with my neck, and uh, people who had been pretty cruel to me reached out from from the company to be like, "Oh my God, I, I I'm so sorry." And yeah. So it, it felt like a it felt like a healing of sorts, where I was brought back to the thing that I love to do, which is 
theater, you know, and it, and it made me feel like just that I was part of a community again that I didn't really feel a part of for like four or five years. Yeah. Can we talk about TV? Yeah. <laughs> just so you're like, now I'm a part of the theater. I'm like, but wait, I have TV questions. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, okay. So one of my favorite people in the world, one of my favorite podcasters, a woman named Rebecca Lavoie, her and her husband, Kevin Flynn, yeah. run a podcast. Yeah. It's the, the Law & Order SVU yes. podcast. Yeah. So I was like, I have to, first of all, when they knew that I knew you, they were like, oh, the... She's on SVU. And I was like, no, 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 no. I had to like literally write them a 15-page email about how you are our queen. And I was like, we lend her out to television. But like you do know you need to know who you have to have the respect. And so they Rebecca thinks you're the most beautiful woman in the world. Oh, that's and not true, but thank you. She was so I was like, I don't know anything about SVU. What what do you want me to ask her? And she's like, literally the question is, are you still pissed about how Amaro treated you before the divorce? Yes. The answer is yes. Yeah. Well, here's what I, I don't feel like the writers really did his character a service <laughs> by making him so unlikable. Uh-huh. You know, like, I just feel like, right? I mean, he's such a lovely actor, and, and it was so such hard shoes to fill. Christopher Maloney was such a beloved character for so long. And then all of a sudden they bring him on and they bring me on and I'm like a soldier and a mom and I come back and it's like, and then he's kind of horrible to me. <laughs> I just felt, I felt bad for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it, to me it's like, oh right, I did that show. You know what I mean? Like I, I sometimes forget. What is it like, so, you know, it's like the, the thing with like actors on their way up, like the big thing is trying to get their like law and order, yeah. you know, you, were you ordered for like 12 episodes? Yeah, I mean, they uh, they called me and asked Warren Warren Light, who you know comes from the theater. He did um, a sideman. Uh, he was the showrunner there for a while, and he called and asked if I would play this character. And he was like, "I don't know how many episodes it's going to be. I don't remember how many episodes it ended up being. I yeah. think it was. I don't know. I have no idea." Did you have fun? I did. I did yeah. have fun. It was it was great. It was hilarious to play a soldier. Yeah. You know, in like a white tank top, <laughs> where I was like, "If I'm a soldier, we're all screwed." <laughs> It was so funny. I was, they had me be on their podcast to talk about I remember. episode. So I, I'm like, well, I'm going to do one of Laura's episodes. And I didn't know anything about the show. And I just remember the opening shot was like, the door opens and you're standing there in your like, you, like your army My uniform. Fatigues. And the daughter comes running yes. to you. And I started bawling. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I know her. And that's her daughter. And like, I just was a total but also mess. that little girl, I don't know who her parents are supposed to be. Because she didn't look anything like either <laughs> of us. It was so funny. She was so sweet, though, that little girl. So you're doing a show on TNT? TBS. TBS. Yeah. I'm sorry, my card got wet. No, in the, no, no. In, no. The when I, when the, in the catastrophe of 2018. Um, yeah, it's called The Detour. And it looks like the funniest really, thing ever. It's really, really funny. It's Samantha B and Jason Jones are the producers of it. And Jason is the, one of the stars. And it's Natalie Zia. And um, it's really funny. It's like genuinely funny. I actually watched the first episode last night with my husband. We were laughing so hard. Yeah. And you play like a, you're like the FBI person. Well, I play the postal inspection service worker. And so now there's a Hamilton spoof. I don't know if you guys, I, nobody watches the show, but there was, a, there was a spoof on Hamilton about the postal inspection service that was in season two, and it's really, really funny. Um, and yeah, so I, I play like a postal inspection um, like worker who becomes obsessed with this family. And in season three, I follow them to Alaska because they're on the run. And uh, it's, it's really, really funny. It's Is a really it funny here? show. 
No, it, uh, so it, when I did season two, when I was pregnant with Ella, it was here. Sorry, I have fuzzies in my eyes. And then it shot in Calgary. Um, it's set in Alaska, but it shot in Calgary over the summer. So how will you make that work as like a working mom? Well, I did. We went to Calgary and we oh, shot it. Done? It's done. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's airing now, but we shot it over the summer. And are you going to keep working or are you like in mom mode right now? No, I mean, I, I actually think, and this might be a controversial thing to say, but I think I'm a better mom when I'm working. Yeah. Oh, Weirdly, yeah. Oh, yeah. where I feel like when I was, thanks. Um, I feel like, you know, she's the number one priority for me now. She's the love of my life. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. I know, I know. I know. I love her so much. Yeah. And... You know, it is definitely challenging to feel like I'm being the kind of mother I want to be and also the kind of professional that I want to be. And, and I, a lot of times, don't feel like I'm doing anything well, <laughs> you know. Um, it's funny. But, you said you felt tired when I when I saw you in the, earlier. So tired. You look like a million bucks. And oh you are God. like... I don't know what you're talking about, but thank you. <laughs> but it's just, you know, I know the, the parenting thing. It's and so lot. I know how exhausting it is. Yeah. But you look like you had just have it all together. I, I That is an, a, an illusion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. Like, I you know, I was coming here today, so I, like, did my hair and my makeup. But my husband literally <laughs> said to me the other day, sometimes I feel like you don't care what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick! I know. And I was like, I don't. Oh, so that's what it's like being married to a straight guy. Yeah, that is what it's like being married to a straight guy. Where he was like, no, I feel like the only time you dress up is like for work. And sometimes it a little bit hurts my feelings because I want you to like dress up for me. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, so that's not going to happen. But so, but like when I'm home, I look like a crazy person. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there are a lot of times where I don't feel like I'm doing anything well. But when I was just home with Ella and, and it, it was just she and I all day. I was not as good of a mom. I don't think oh, I was yeah. as patient. I don't think I was as creative with her. It was also earlier days, and I had, like, really bad um, depression after yeah. she was born because she didn't sleep at all. She had really bad stomach problems. Yeah. So that was very trying and difficult for me. I want to ask um, you all the boring parent questions, but we'll do that later. No, no. I mean, I feel like I feel like it's an important thing to talk about because I feel like female sort of reproductive issues are sort of taboo in general, that it's this thing that we're all supposed to just, like, shut up and be quiet about it and just like silently bleed uh. and um I, I i i it's for me that's part and parcel of a deep-seated misogyny which led yeah. us to have a president who is a garbage monster yeah um so you know for me i feel like it's important to talk about like postpartum depression and anxiety and about how how you know there's all this talk about how to care for a baby but there's no talk about how to care for a mother yeah and you know and in our culture in so many other cultures Everybody rallies around the mother and the baby for a long time until the baby and the mother learn each other. And in our culture, you're just supposed to know what you're doing and then have a blowout and Instagram yourselves in yes. matching outfits. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, fuck that. No. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. I apologize. I Don't say swears. It makes you sound not smart. Um, but, it, you know, it, it upsets me. It frustrates me. So... So it took me a while to be comfortable with the fact that I am a better mom when I'm working. Yeah. And I'm a better actress now that I'm a mom. Uh-huh. Because I think I have a deeper empathy and a deeper appreciation for the craft. Like, in the past, if I had been in a play, I would have woke up, I would have woke up, thought about the play, meditated, worked out, like, had all this time to just obsess about myself. And now, I wake up at 6 in the morning, if I'm lucky, 
I, you know, I feed her, we go to the coffee shop, like we have all of our things. I don't think about myself until I get to the theater at 7.15. Yeah. And that's when I'm like, oh, I can rest. Like being on stage performing yeah, yeah. is restful. Will you miss the structure of that? I miss it so much. Yeah. I miss it so much. I miss the play. I miss my people. I miss Amy oh, so much. She became such like she became such an important part of my life. And um, that's the hard thing about theater and acting is like it's almost like war and then it bonds you. So you not know, that's a horrible thing to say. <laughs> war is horrible and those people are heroes and we are playing dress up. But <laughs> it is it is a thing that bonds you quickly because you have a common um, goal. Um, so when you're suddenly ripped from your family, it's really hard. Yeah. So I, I like went through a post-show blues. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and, but I am relishing having bath time and bedtime with her again. That uh, was really hard not to have those, you know. I remember I worked at night when Daisy came Oof. to us and I remember I, yeah. it, I immediately changed my life. Yeah. I had to. I yeah. like, couldn't not be there for bedtime. Yeah. It's hard. You know, the theater schedule is so great because you're with your kid pretty much all day long, which is, except for Wednesdays and Saturdays and Sundays. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like when I was doing the detour, I worked two or three days a week. You know, and yeah. I was gone from her all day, but at least the other days I was just with her all the time. So, you know. How do you, how are you navigating raising her as Laura Benanti's do you, daughter? Do you like how I'm just holding this? <laughs> like, why have I been holding this cap this entire time? It's really, um, no, if you put it down the world once. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, how do I, now? I mean, I'm, I'm not, I don't know, I don't know, what do you mean? Well, okay, so you are in show business. Sure. And you are very successful. Sometimes. <laughs> and you're it a known person. And goes. But like, well, the the good sides. Do you get to you like I saw on your Instagram, like you'd bring her to the theater and she would yes. play with Amy and she'd get yeah. to meet these people. Yeah. So like what are the benefits that you're trying to like have for her? Well, I feel like like bringing her to the theater and, and her getting to stand on a stage, like yes. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Although it did scare me that when the lights hit her, she was like <laughs> I was like, You're going to be an engineer. <laughs> um but and but like you know, I don't show her face on Instagram, and it's not. I know I'm not like Madonna or anything, but I for me, she didn't choose to be an actress. Yeah. So I don't show her whole face. I show like parts of her because I don't ever want her to look back and be like, Mom, why would you yeah. put that picture of me out there? You know. Um, so meanwhile, Daisy is front and center <laughs> on all of my social media. Posts. <laughs> no, please, her and her wig. <laughs> um, I was thinking about how you, you've said to me that your parents wouldn't let you be a performer when you were young. Yes. Ella Do would you, not be a performer when no? she was. No? No. What if she begs you? I begged them. Yeah. And all it did was make me um, more creative because I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to put on every production in, in my town and in my neighborhood. Yeah. And I'm going to sing into the mirror. All that's like, it made me very creative instead yeah. of a, like a little grown up where, you know, I was, I would have to go to the theater eight times a week and always hit my mark and people swear and you have to grow up really fast. And I want Ella to be a child. Uh -huh. And if when she's 18, which is what my deal was with my parents, if when she is 18, she wants to be an actor, then she can do it. Are you good at saying no? Thank you. Am I good at saying no? Yeah. I mean, to your daughter. Oh, man. I'm not good at saying no in general. Yeah. And not to be, like, talking about being a woman constantly, but because I am. Um, I, I think that I think that comes... I don't know, ladies, if you agree with me, but I feel like sometimes, like, saying no or sticking up for yourself is extra hard because we're taught to be, like, nice girls. Uh -huh. And you don't want to disappoint people. And somehow, if a woman says no, she's a bitch. But if a man says no, he's assertive. You know, there's, like, a lot of those things that I think now we're in this moment where yeah. women are like, no, thanks. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, after centuries upon century of, of being treated like second-class citizens, we, we don't want to do that anymore, if you don't yeah. mind. So what I try to do with Ella is I try not to say no to her too much unless she's in danger. Yeah. And I do a lot of, like, ah-ah-ah, ah-ah-ah, uh-huh. to, to, like, stop her from doing something. But now I turn the other, because I heard her going, ah-ah-ah, ah-ah, <laughs> and I turn around, and she has her finger on the socket. Oh, my God. <laughs> So I've I've taught her this is the song I sing when I do bad things. Ah, ah, ah. You know, like it, <laughs> so. But what I'm trying, she is very like, um, she's not the kind of baby where if she meets someone, she's like, uh huh. She sort of stares at them and looks at them. If they try to touch her, she pulls away. And oh, this woman got mad at me, and she was like, "Tell her to like give me a hug goodbye, a stranger." <laughs> and I was like, "Uh." No. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I want her to know that her space is her space. Yeah. Her body is her own body. Yeah. And she gets to decide what she does with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ma'am. We do a thing with Daisy where we always ask her if we can have kisses. It's never like, give me a kiss. I like that. Except she always says no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're going to appreciate that in a few years. I know. Yeah. I know. I get three kisses at bedtime and three kisses before she leaves. And I'll say to her, baby, can I have a kiss? And she goes, no. I'm like, okay, well, you, you say no a lot. And she goes, daddy, you get three kisses at bedtime. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> Amazing. She knows the rules. She does know the she rules. She knows what's up. But yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I am definitely a sucker for her. She she knows how to manipulate me. But oh, yeah. I, I, I try not to let her do anything that's dangerous, obviously. But I also try to set boundaries where I'm like, at a certain point, you're not allowed to scream that much in a coffee shop. Yeah. And if you keep screaming, we have to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah. I just, it ends. Like, if you throw food, you're done eating. Yeah. You know, if you stand up in the bathtub, you're done with your bath. Yeah. And if you're screaming in the coffee shop for more than... 10 to 15 minutes. <laughs> we're going to have to go. Unless I'm really tired. Yeah. And then, and then we're going to we stay. stay. Yeah. <laughs> what about like married life as a, as parents? Like, are you guys like, how's that going? It's hard. Yeah. I think it's really challenging. Yeah. Am I supposed to be like, it's amazing. No, 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 no. Um, okay. No, I think it's really hard. All of a sudden there's this little person that you made that you're like, oh my gosh, that, that person is half me, half you. So that is so beautiful. But it, there's another person in the house. And I think the dynamics change where, you know, I think sometimes I, I my husband might feel like, what about me? Yeah. Because everything <laughs> revolves around Ella for me. And I have to, I have to get better at that. Yeah. I think I have to be mindful of like, you know, I, he was my primary person until she came along, and yeah. I, I need to remember that. Um, and I think sometimes he, because he's gone all day at his job. I don't know what he does for a living, but yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he does something. Um, Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Don't, people don't clap for him, so I feel sad oh, uh, for guy. him. But, um, but, right? Sorry about it. But... Um, <laughs> So I, I think sometimes he doesn't realize how much I do all day. You know, even though we have, you know, a, a nanny, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm there yeah. a lot. So so I think sometimes when I'm, like, exhausted, he doesn't understand why, yeah. you know. Um, it's why I might be, like, a little bit more sensitive or a little bit more cranky. And um, so I, I think it takes – everybody says after the first year it gets better. Yeah. So we have 20 days or whatever it is. There's <laughs> no way to know. Lie, math math is, not a, not, is not an exact science. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny because it does get better, but it also gets, you know what I mean? Like, Daisy's almost four, which means it's like she's super, when she's fun, she's super Mm -hmm. fun. But when she doesn't want to do anything, she reverts right back to being like a baby, you know? So, like, one minute you have a grown-up and one minute you have a kid that looks like it shouldn't be doing that. Yes. No. I I hear you. I hear you. Well, good luck. I know. Um, (laughs) We only have a, this clock is, like, ticking down the thing I've been looking forward to for, like, nine months, and I want to kick it over. We still have a lot of time. Yeah, we do. Well, what do you have coming up? What's happening? I'm doing uh, concerts with my mom at 54 Below. Yes. 
Thank you. Um, and then we're also um, in San Francisco at Feinstein's there over Mother's Day weekend. And um, we are at the Kennedy Center. I'm not sure when. And uh, and then one other, <laughs> another few more concerts that I can't remember on the top of my head. So yeah, right. And then I um, so I, I sold this TV idea to Sony. Oh my god! Um, yeah. So what I'm, is it? I can't really. I'm not allowed okay. to talk about. It. Tell me but, later. So yeah, I'll tell you later. Yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to find right now like a showrunner for that show. I'll do it. Uh, okay, I'm, great. Perfect. I'm hired. Done. <laughs> um, so that and then yeah, that's basically it. Being a mom and trying to work on that show and doing the shows with my mom and. So, okay, a couple questions. So, do you do the concert circuit? That You I do. do that. Do you enjoy that? It's my favorite thing that I do. Yeah. Because it's singing, which I love, and then it's telling jokes and just talking to people, which I love. Does it pay a lot? No. Okay. Yeah. Just wondering. Yeah. Nothing in the live arts pays a lot. <laughs> yeah. What do you, and so you're writing TV shows now? Well, no. I, I, I came up with the story and the idea, uh-huh. and I pitched it to them, and I, and I am um, self-aware enough to realize I don't have enough writing experience. Uh-huh. I've written like little teen, you know, little small videos, like that feminist video I did with Connie Britton. And oh my God, you. yes, yes, yes. Um, and like some other stuff like that with my collaborator, Ashley Van Buren, but um, you know, I'm looking for, I need like a seasoned showrunner who's done television shows to, to really do this. What does it mean to like have sold it to them? It, it, is it like a development deal? Yeah, well, no, I, like they bought the pitch. So meaning like Sony is the studio and yep. now we have to go out to networks to, to pitch it to networks. But before we do that, I need to get somebody who's going to like really run it. Because also I couldn't be the kind of mom I want to be if yeah. I was starring in it and writing it and show running it. So I want somebody else to be in control of it so that I can just be in it and be Ella's mom. What about theater? Like, what do you want? What do you I want to do? Doing? Comedies. I want to do more yeah. plays. I really enjoy doing um, musicals, obviously, more than anything in the world. But a long-running musical is really, really hard. It's challenging, and I, I have an autoimmune disease, which is oh. like sucks. Yeah. And um, so it's eight shows a week in a musical for a year. It really is hard for me. So you like these like sort of shorter runs? Well, I could do a play for a long time because if you lose your voice, it's okay. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I just feel guilty going to a musical and being like, <laughs> you know, somebody paid a lot of money for that ticket and I'd rather them see my like very capable, wonderful understudy yeah. than me like barfing and being terrible, you know, yeah. to like try to be a hero about it so and you know it's like the stage door thing is really hard for me because uh, you know if if you're taking a lot of photos with people and signing autographs and shaking hands I just it makes me sick so easily yeah and now that I have Ella it's like if I get sick she gets sick and it's like a whole Russian doll situation of illness so um for me like a a short musical or like encores or something where I get to like do something really incredible but it's not incumbent upon me to be like completely healthy for a year yeah because um, I can't live in a bubble with my kid oh you yeah know? No, I yeah. really can't and so um in terms of theater like t- to do plays a straight play that's funny is like yeah where it's at I was thinking when you said the stage door that we are at Broadway con hi Broadway con you know, it's all, this is like, this is the stage door. Welcome to the stage door. What do you feel? I, I feel like stage door culture has evolved so much to the point of like, it's so amazing that, that, that you know, theater goers have the opportunity to like yeah. stay and meet Laura freaking Bonanti. <laughs> so how do you, do you enjoy that aspect of it? Like, is it more work for you? I can't really do it. Yeah. You know, I did it, I did it for a long time and I was just constantly sick. Yeah. And, and, you know, not because, like, people are 
you know, gross, <laughs> but because I have an autoimmune disease and yeah. I have to be really careful. So um, it makes me sad because I've had some of my happiest moments at stage doors. You get to hear people's stories. You know, you get to hear that, like, you know, you might be having a bad day or you had a bad show and someone can tell you that something you did was meaningful to them. Yeah. And it's just incredible. It makes me feel like, oh, what I do for a living isn't silly, you yeah. know, because sometimes it feels silly. Um, and then when you meet someone who is like, I was going through a really hard time. And then when I saw she loves me, I smiled for the first time in months. Like that makes me feel really grateful Yeah, that that's what we get to do for a living. So I, I feel sad that I can't do stage doors, but I also sometimes feel a little frustrated that there's the sense of entitlement there where I'm like, you didn't pay a ticket to to have a stage door experience. Uh-huh, you paid a ticket uh-huh. to see me in the show and the people tomorrow paid a ticket to see me in the show. So if I'm sick, then... I gotta go home. I got, yeah, is, or like, if I'm sick for them, it's not fair. So yeah. um, so there are, people have tweeted some pretty nasty stuff at me. Really? Uh, oh my God, yeah. That like, I don't care about people and where I'm like, how, how, why would you say that? Yeah. You know, I, just because I didn't come out, I think I try to send out playbills and pre-signs. So if people want them, they can have them. It's not that I don't want to do it. It's that I have to care for myself yeah. and you know, self-care is an important thing. Yeah. The clock is ticking down. I wanted to ask you like, what is your, that you want to share? Like what is your favorite memory or your favorite experience so far being a mom? My favorite experience being a mom, I have so many. But when Ella really started giving kisses, uh. it was like kind of changed my life. And the other day I was having a really hard day. I was like really sad about the show closing and feeling like, some. you know, it's funny. Sometimes I feel like I'm not as successful as I'd like to be, or I'm not as successful as successful as some other people, and I should work harder. Or I, what am I doing wrong? And I get into like a really negative space. And Ella and I were on the train, and I had her in one of those carriers, and she was underneath my coat to keep her warm. And I guess I was sort of looking off into the distance, feeling sorry for myself. And Ella grabbed me by my face, and she ran her fingers through my hair, and she went. Oh, and my she kissed me God. so sweetly, like, Mama, I love you. Uh, and it was the most incredible experience I probably have ever had in my life, other than them putting her on my chest after I, 56 hours of pushing her out of my <laughs> vagina. Was it 56 um, hours? Yeah. Are you awake that whole time? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're like, that's how labor works. No, it was, yeah. And it was 56 50, it was three, hours. Yeah. So she, I went into labor on a Sunday and she was born on a Tuesday. Exactly. Thank you. Oh my God. That's the kind of response I'm looking for. I don't want to be too personal, but like, did you do a traditional hospital? Environment? Well, I was for 40 hours at home. And then finally I was like, give me the drugs. <laughs> and I went to the hospital and they gave me the drugs. And then I pushed for two and a half hours. And they were like, in 30 minutes, you're going to have a C-section. And I was like, no, I'm not. This is and perfect. I, I'm not doing <laughs> that. Not that's not true. That. That's, not, that's not true at all. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, that was in, in, intense. But that moment was incredible. And it made me realize, like, man, we are just all on this planet for such a short time. Oh, yes. And she's growing so quickly. And oh, it, I just her empathy in that moment was such a beautiful thing to witness. Yeah. Where I was like, you are 11 months old and you can tell that I'm sad and you want me to feel better. Oh, my God. And that made me feel like, well, we have to be doing something right in terms of parenting her. <laughs> or she just came out that way. 
I love you so much. I love you so much. Can we do, like, for the last minute, can we yeah. do, like, a backward selfie on yeah. my camera? You guys, this is Laura Benanti. Thank you guys so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank right, you. Ready? Everybody wave. Ready? Oh, wait. I don't know what's happening. You're not good at this. I don't know what's happening. Hold on. Okay, ready? I'll do it. You hold it. Okay, ready? All right, everybody wave. One, two. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, my God, you're so good at this. Yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Oh, my God, I almost fell over. I love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you so much. Theater People is produced by Mike Jensen and me, Patrick Hines. Special thanks to our Patreon associate producers, Robbie Rizell, Ty Williams, Cynthia Wallach, and Carol Spellman. Thanks also to Steve Tipton, Ellen Marsh, and the staff at Oswald's. We'll be back next week. Until then, go see some theater, you guys. I know you think I'm overly romantic, but you wouldn't believe the connection we had. Like, immediately, I was ready for him to meet my mom. Like, I could feel my heart exploding like some kind of bomb. Which is ironic, because actually, I think he literally has some kind of... Anyway, Grandpa, happy birthday. Say hello to Grandma. And be sure and think, oh, that was him. I may be jumping to...